Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's Ant Hill Show time. Is, Are you true. ready, Jay Hill, for the Ant Hill Show? What am I not? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Jay, Jay Hill stays ready. Stay, he ain't got to get ready because he stays ready. ready. Yeah. Uh, business ready for business. And, Jay, the 49ers are ready for business because this is the road to the Super Bowl. It's fully laid out now. The San Francisco 49ers are the number two seed. The last time we talked, you know, we didn't know exactly. It looked like the two seed was probably where they're going to land. But land with a two seed and a familiar foe for the Seattle Seahawks. Of course, we're going to get into the Seahawks a lot during this episode. But I kind of want to just go through the 49ers road to the Super Bowl and what it would look like. First off, what did you think about you know them being two and then the matchup against the Seahawks because the Packers blew it on Sunday night? It 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 was a dream come true. It, <laughs> it absolutely worked out so well. I was thank you Dan Campbell, thank you Jared Goff. Like that. Just side note, that team showed me some big coconuts to get out. Like and with the draft capital that they have coming up in April. They might be my early prediction to win that division next year. I, it, I did call the Vikings yeah. this year, too. Yeah, you did. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, I think, you know, the Vikings have some some issues on defense that they're going to have to, you know, get over. So you're right. Detroit's probably an early favorite in the NFC North. Uh, the thing is, is now that it's all set up, we know what the matchups are for the first round, but a lot of things can change for the 49ers in the second round. One thing that won't with them winning against Arizona is they it's got a home the, game, they got a home game right, in the divisional round. Come to Levi's no matter what. The easiest way for the 40, to know who the 49ers are playing is on Sunday, the Minnesota Vikings will square up with the New York Giants. If Minnesota wins, 49ers play the Minnesota Vikings more, li- more than likely on Saturday. Uh, that will probably, the, of the divisional round. If the Giants win... Then all eyes go to Monday Night Football for Tom Terrific and Tom Brady against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against 
the Dallas Cowboys, and the winner of that would head to Levi's in Mike, the divisional round. Mike McCarthy pushing for his job, maybe, yeah. in that game. I mean, he... Sean Payton's hanging out there still. I think anything short of a... NFC Championship. A NFC Championship Super Bowl, you know what I mean, appearance, I think that you're probably... Sean Payton's probably a realistic option uh, to head to Dallas and, and take over that team as long as that Sean Payton is willing to deal <laughs> with Jerry Jones. I mean, he was on the staff with Parcells. They have a good relationship, so I, I still think he's holding out for that... L.A. job, though. I, I still think he wants that one. To see if McVay leaves? No, the other L.A. Oh, job. Oh, the Chargers job. Chargers job. Okay. Because, yeah, so... I mean, McVay just opened it up. He's his... not leaving. He's... He's. Did you hear what he told his staff? That there, that a couple staff guys that he probably didn't want to necessarily fire, he's given an option to go job hunting. I, I think this smells... Oh, wow. This smells of maybe a little extra money, maybe a little more personnel say, maybe. I... This, I, I don't think he's leaving. I, re- I, I, I would be surprised at, at, at minimum if he says, I, I'm leaving it and taking Fox money or, or Amazon money or whatever. Now, now I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. That being said, if Amazon lets Kirk Herbstreet go out of his contract, which with the expanded college f- f- football playoff is, is possible because ESPN is not going to want him, you know, all, all, all over the place when... The playoff goes 12. So if he's not back at Amazon, then I'll be a little less surprised. But as of right now, nowhere for, for McVay to go. So, Yeah, I mean, we don't know. I mean, that's the one thing. The mm. one thing I do know, Jason, is the road for the, for the 49ers to the Super Bowl. You're trying uh, to get us back there. I, I, I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to take you back. You went on a detour. I did. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm bringing you back. And bringing I'm br- knowledge, I'm though. bringing you back to... Uh, the easiest road for the 49ers is probably the Minnesota Vikings Win. coming to Levi Stadium. Yeah, just keep on winning. Yeah. That's, that's the easiest road. So, Minnesota, then potentially whoever, the fallout of Philly, Dallas, Philly, uh, you know, Tampa. and Tom Brady. <laughs> just call them the Tom Brady's at this point. Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, then that's that's kind of how the road goes. Uh, but I do have, an, I have a question for you because yep. who is the biggest threat in the NFC to the 49ers? ourselves yeah i think that's fair like like as long as we don't lose the turnover battle take dumb penalties or have a a a major injury we shouldn't lose until potentially the super bowl yeah i think it is about you know making sure you execute you know do your job Warriors have played very, very good over the last five to six ga- six games. Actually, they played fantastic. So I think you're right. They're the biggest threat is to themselves. Uh, you got question marks with pretty much every other team right now in the NFC besides the 49ers. I mean, being health on the Eagles. Yeah, the health on the Eagles. That's a That's good a big point. One. So let's let's get into this 49ers versus Seahawks game. Uh, it's it's a Three times now, Jason. This is going to be the third time that the 49ers and Seahawks are going to line up against each other. It's still 76% of the time, you know, that the team that, you know, plays for the third time, the winning team usually wins again. Um, and it's even more than that when you play at home. So the 49ers definitely have an advantage there. Um, what is your first thoughts on this matchup between 49ers and Seahawks? I'm I'm very curious because this is also the First time that a team will have a, a second shot at Brock, too. Right. So, and he, being the defensive-minded guy that he is, 
I'm curious to see what he'll come up with, blitz packages and that kind of stuff to, to, to try and confuse him now. But the, the, there's two caveats there, though, too, is their middle linebacker, and, and, and my God, his, his name is Jordan Brooks, is out for the year because he, he tore his ACL a couple of weeks ago. And that, if you guys remember in the, the game against us, he, he, that dude is, is around the ball a lot. So that, yeah. So that's a, a big loss for them. And one of the other things that people who, who are CCL fans collectively seem to forget that they never played this roster fully healthy. Week two, we didn't have Kittle. True. Week. 13 or whatever it was, we didn't have Debo. 15. Week 15, we didn't have Debo. And so this is the first time that, that they'll have seen our entire offense with Purdy in there. I, and I think, I think that is something that will give, give the, the Seahawks nightmares. Yeah, week two, they also didn't have Christian McCaffrey. Uh, so they, you know, that's the thing. They've never, they've never really seen the offense this with McCaffrey, version. Debo, yeah. you know, George Kittle's playing at an all time high seven touchdowns in the last four games. Uh, in a time where Travis Kelsey got zero, George Kittle got seven. It's, it's been a spectacular and seven touchdowns with Brock Purdy, yep. four touchdowns with Jimmy Garoppolo, seven with Brock Purdy. Brock's a smart guy. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, is right. Debo and is going to add something extra to this offense. You're going to have to pay attention to him. I mean, it was just last week against Arizona. You start looking at Debo and Christian McCaffrey in the backfield together. Next thing you know, Kyle, you open over the middle of the field. No one within 10 yards and he runs for 26 yards. Mm-hmm. Those are the types of things that happen. We have to pay so much attention, and they still have a huge matchup problem with Cody Barton, uh, the linebacker. That who's you know who's he going to be able to cover? Nobody. One of these running backs in the flat, he can't. Nobody. That means you have to put who Ryan Neal, one of the safeties, Quandre Elijah Diggs, too. Oh, Elijah Mitchell, adding to the run game as well. Like, You're right. He looked really good against Arizona. Man, and, he looked good. And that's one thing Woo. I wanted to talk about. The four yards are at full strength right now for the elijah, first time all year elijah mitchell comes back there's only two guys right now that are injured that's jimmy garoppolo who likelihood will be back for the nfc championship game he's walking uh as far as full or you don't want him for a backup you'd as rather a, have josh johnson no, as a backup yeah 100 well, as a backup the, the don't make the mouth marks you but, know, close your mouth what are you but, doing at, but i i i don't want anyone to even ponder the idea of oh let's play jimmy and nancy no that. Well, well, the thing is, we're riding with Brock the whole way, no, folks. We are riding with Brock, but here's the thing: two weeks is a lifetime in the playoffs. We're gonna have a really good idea of where Brock is at and where he's not. Um, and the 49ers have overcome mediocre to bad quarterback play in playoffs in recent history. Uh, and, and not just Jimmy, but even you know beyond that, uh, because there were times that the 49ers defense has had to carry them in the playoffs. So I think that. Brock Purdy, we're going to see what he is. But, you know, if something happens, I want a experienced quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo because I like Josh Johnson, but Jimmy's a better quarterback than oh, Josh yeah. Johnson. Absolutely. So I'm just saying because he understands offense and all that. But uh, to me, Jimmy would be a nice backup for the NFC Championship game. Heaven forbid something happens to Brock. You roll in with Jimmy Garoppolo, you know he's the guy, at least a caliber of player that can get you to the NFC Championship and help you get to the Super Bowl uh, because the sum of weapons is better than Jimmy Garoppolo's ever had on his team too. Also true. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's one of the things I was thinking about when I was kind of about the show today was this team is so much better than 19. Like it, across the board, this team is better on both sides of the ball right? and just the experience, the like this, that 19 team was really good. They were 7, 13 away from having us, having number six, but this team is infinitely better, though, and they're they're faster, they're more explosive, they're more athletic. 
They're more physical. Like this across the board to say better team, a better roster than that team had. So expectation now that we're 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 fully healthy is fold up. Yeah, I think another area where they're a lot stronger, and you you don't ultimately think of it right away, is the offensive line. The interior offensive uh, line. This a offensive lot better, line especially. is is ranked up in the top five according yep. to PFF. Where in in twenty nineteen it was ranked nineteenth. That's a huge improvement overall. I, th- I think that is pretty interesting. And Aaron Banks is back, which means you go That's Aaron so Banks back on the left side. Your right side is Burford and and Brunskill again. Uh, that has been the best work because then when you get to the fourth quarter, Brunskill and Burford are still ready to roll. And and Burford's you know able to make the blocks he needs to make, and Brunskill can get downfield on the plays Kyle likes to run with him, the screens and all of that. To me, that has been a huge factor. And the 49ers, you know, as far as strength, uh, this is the strongest they've been all year. And I think that's good news. You know, going into the playoffs, you want to be at your best, and I think they're going to be at their best. Since Brock came in, they're the highest going offense in the entire league. Yeah, they are. And, you know, and right now, I mean, even three points a game. And even with the early part of the season, right, the struggles with points and all that, the 49ers still finished as fifth best in the league, yep. you know, as points per game with 26 yep. plus points per game. Uh, to me, they've been fantastic on offense. And a lot of that has to do, like you brought up with the weapons. Uh, and the defense has been pretty good too. And Drake Greenlaw's coming back, which means you go back to your normal rotation of Greenlaw being on there and sub packages in your nickels. Uh, not Aziz Alshire. I think that's an improvement when you're in the coverage game. And what that means is when you get out there, uh, you can put Charvarius Ward on DK Metcalf, and you can put, you know, when Tyler Lockett goes to the slot, in his head, you put Jimmy Ward there. Jimmy only Rent gave free, up baby. What, two catches last yep. time to Tyler Lockett. Rent free. Uh, and no. they can go Ooh. ahead and give help with Drake Greenlaw. They can cover Kenneth Walker out of the backfield. To me, this is the 49ers matchup really well against what Seattle wants to do. And Drake Greenlaw is a big reason why. Yep. He makes the thing really big. Now we talked to we mentioned it, right? The third time, the third game. Is this a real problem, Jason? The third time that, you know, these, these teams are matching up. You, you know, you kind of, we've talked about it before. Like it's hard to beat a team three times. Do you think this is something that, you know, Pete Carroll can kind of get to the Seahawks and say, Hey, third time's a charm for us. We're going to get them. We know what they're about. Now we can get after them. I mean, knowing, that's exactly what he's going to do, and that, and that's exactly why he said what he said yesterday. Whew. Unfortunately, man, unfortunately, we're playing the 49ers. That they're really, really good. Like he, 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 he's building the Niners up to to come in Saturday morning and be like, hey, the whole world knows that they should be this. The whole world knows that they're way better than we are on paper. Let's go out there and 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 kick their ass. I mean, do you think he also says it right? I mean, because that's the old Bill Walsh thing, right? How are we going to stop Marino yeah, exactly. and, the, and the Marx brothers? And, you know, their offense is so good. We won't even score a point. We're like lucky to have to do anything against yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, it's that thing. Could it also be that he's hoping the 49ers will read their own press clippings oh, yeah. and settle in? Because, I mean, Nick Bosa self-admitted that they took Jared Stidham softly, right? Yep. They, they they didn't really take him serious. Which- so we I think thought, that he's so, trying yeah. to get them to do that. I don't think that's the case. This is the freaking playoffs. These these 49er players understand what it means. I think it's a good idea from Pete Carroll. Oh, it's a hell of a charm. Um, but, Absolutely. Yeah, third time's not the charm. I think this is the this is the finish him moment. Yeah. Uh, four yards go in there and handle it. And, you know, maybe officially exercise all the demons. The Russell Wilson, he's gone. Uh, this could kind of, a playoff win against the Seahawks would exercise some demons that the four years have been dealing with for a while. Yeah. But, uh, 
let's talk a little bit more about Brock. Uh, because right now the national media and you watch a lot of the national stuff to kind of get an idea of what's going on. Uh, they're hey, pump, pump the brake, pump the brakes on Brock. Uh, he hasn't had any snaps in the playoffs. We don't know what we're gonna get every week. And I, I think if, if if we're being honest ourselves, every week we've had those same questions. Okay, like he hasn't he hasn't done this yet. Box checked. He hasn't had a fourth quarter comeback on the road. Box checked. So. At every time that we've had a question to, for him to, 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 sh to add that to, uh, okay, he got that. He's checked every box. So I would like to say since Seattle on the road, I've I've no longer been looking for anything. Well, yeah. I haven't been like I know you talked about the close game against the Raiders. I didn't need. I knew he was going to do. That. I didn't see that. I didn't need to see that. Uh, this dude just showed up. I had a question about him in a hostile environment. He answered every single question in that. I, since then, I've been full in on Brock. Yeah, absolutely. But so for them, they obviously need to have an angle or something to discuss. So you 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 throw out the, out the next card and look. Okay, next card says, "Hey, never you've never been in the playoffs yet." He hasn't. That's true. Guess what? By what we've all seen so far, if you doubt him, you're probably going to be on the wrong side of that take. So let him prove us wrong at this point. I've seen enough to believe that we can. And the other thing, too, is I always say no rookie quarterbacks ever won a Super Bowl. What the hell was Kurt Warner? Yeah, I guess he, he wasn't officially a rookie because he, he, he had he, been with the Packers and, you know, he had been kind of he around. He never played in, in he never had, had taken an NFL snap. So, yeah, I think it's, I think I the, the way the NFL does it is it's one year after the draft that they were entered in. Uh, is their rookie season? It's not like baseball when you know you have a thirty-five year old yeah. rookie come up. It's just a little bit different the way they go about it. But you're right, a guy in his first year starting, Kurt Warner, did take a team to a Super Bowl and win. A, a very similar style team where kind of an unproven quarterback. Now, I will say Kurt was a little less mobile and had a bigger arm, but he had Marshall Falk, he had Torrey Holt, Isaac Bruce. He had a really good defense, and he just got the ball out. You know, yeah, you know, got to. to the guy who's open, and then uh, what was it? Alza, Al Aziz Al. Uh, oh no, it was uh Al something Hakeem. Yeah, his name was yeah. Hakeem, right? Yeah, Al Hakeem. I yes. think that's what they ended up calling yeah, him, Al Hakeem, yeah. because there was like an extra. But Al Hakeem, he was explosive. He was. Uh, you're right. You know, but I think this is a little bit of a different circumstance because he was seasoned in the fact that he was now in a you know a oh, farther yeah. along in his life. Yeah. He was married. He had done with the barnstormers. And, groceries. Yeah, yeah, like he was. He was. He was grizzled. He was a veteran. He was ready. And he had a, half of the entire training camp all the way through too. Yeah, so. and and Brock Purdy, uh, he he wasn't. You know, and I don't think in the back of Brock Purdy's mind he should have thought he was going to be out there. But for some reason, I believe he's been preparing the whole time. Believing I think he always has. he was going to get the opportunity yeah. to do so. Um, I don't really have fears about Brock Purdy in the playoffs. I think he's going to do a, a, a good job. And really, if he plays at the level that he's been playing, no, he doesn't have to be more than Anyone, Brock Purdy. Do you don't have doing. to take on the world. Yeah. Just be Brock and let your playmakers do it. And I think that's plenty enough for the 49ers to beat the Seahawks and potentially go you know, as far as they want to go. But let's talk about Brock Purdy. I, you mentioned it earlier, which was great. The Dow or this, I'm sorry, the Seattle Seahawks seeing Brock Purdy for the second time. They're the first team that is getting to see the, you know Brock Purdy for the second time. What are your thoughts on what Pete is going to do, and do you think that's going to have an effect on Brock Purdy and the 49ers offense? I would think they'll try and put more pressure on him up 
middle and to, to force him to either have to get rid of the ball quick or but see even if they do that though because he, he's so good once he's outside the pocket making the right decision that is that that, that seems like that'd be faulty but i don't really think like like i i either that or they might try and play more coverage and try and confuse him that way I think they want to speed up his clock. I think you're right. They want to put pressure. And I don't think you're wrong that they want to get pressure up the middle. But I think what they're going to do is take a page out of what Arizona did. And instead of bringing those guys on the outside full go, you know, your Bruce Irvins, your Nwosu, uh, your boy Mafi, like those guys off the edge, instead of bringing them full speed every time, it's sometimes just let them quarterback contain. Bring the pressure up the middle. And then when Brock tries to escape, then get him, like Isaiah Simmons did in that game. Yeah. Here's the problem, though. If you're bringing extra pressure, I've seen Brock Purdy in the face of pressure. Just go He's look at the worried. Miami film. Yeah, He'll He's find the open receiver. That game. And if you start having you know, opportunities for him to get wide open receivers uh, and or even one-on-one -on -one matchups, and that offensive line is able to hold up just a little bit, uh, then you get Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ike, or George Kittle in space. It's touchdown city. So I think that it's a dangerous game. I think you're right. Pete's going to try to confuse them. Look for them to run some of those lurk and robber type roles uh, where you get that safety over the middle of the field like Quandre Diggs yep. did and almost intercepted it in the Thursday night football game. Doink. But remember also, everyone, Brock Purdy was not healthy in their in their first uh, matchup. Jacked up. He was messed up with the oblique and the ribs, and he did not have a full week to prepare, including he didn't throw a single pass the entire week uh, before the game. So... You're, even though they're going to see Brock Purdy, I can guarantee you right now, he's, the way that Kyle better. Shanahan goes with installation of, of plays, this is going to be something different than Seattle's ever saw. They're not going to be prepared for what the 49ers are bringing. That's what I think, too. And Kyle knows him well enough from even his days on the staff with his dad, where he's, he's going to have an idea of what he's going to... It's like, <laughs> the enemy of my enemy is my enemy. Like He's, he's going to have a pretty good kind of... him and. Mike, you're gonna sit there and probably kind of have a pretty good plan of, okay, Pete's gonna, he'll probably try this, tendencies of this, like it, it's gonna be, be fascinating to watch, but at the same time, it, they don't have the talent to actually make it, uh, actually, a problem though. No, and I think one of the big problems is gonna be stopping the 49ers run game, you know, and that's one of the Seahawks is are gonna have to do is stop the 49ers run game because. If that running game gets going, and it did in week two for 189 yards, in week 15, 170 yards, if you can't stop the run game, you're going to be in trouble. And why do you do the... Well, because if we subtract the, the Jordan Mason carry... Right? Was it not against their starting defense? No, I'm, I'm, let me finish. The, the yards per carry was not dominant. It was... And I think part of that was because Brock was... Hurt, I, 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 I think Kyle was, was trying to, to, to minimize his injury risk. But that being said, like I said, the yards per carry was not dominant, but they just kept pounding it at them because had had to keep, they were head, head by enough and had to keep rock upright. So Yeah, it didn't need to be dominant because the Seattle Seahawks have scored one offensive touchdown in two games. Uh, one blocked field goal, and then the one touchdown where he, you know, he finds the open tight end in the back. Noah Fant got yeah uncovered. Uh, that's one of those ones where Hufanga looks at Greenlaw. Greenlaw looks at Hufanga. 
Yeah, somebody's fault, right? And I know Greenlaw was supposed to carry him a little bit deeper, but that's Hufanga's guy. It is. It's it's that's, you know, and that's, that's my biggest. I will give worry. I will give Hufanga credit. I knew last week was going to be easier because they're simpler reads against uh, Cliff Kingsbury's offense with the mirrored concepts and everything. But Hufanga was right on everybody he was supposed to be on. It was almost like message received, right? Yeah. And I when think D'Amico called his ass out. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think that's a good thing, you know. And sometimes you have to be called out now. As far as the Seahawks defense, I think a lot of this, it has to go with their interior defensive line. And their interior defensive line has been injured all, all year, and they're still having guys miss practice. Yep. If they don't have those big guys on the interior, they're going to be in a world of hurt. And if the 49ers do establish a run game, and now they'll have Elijah Mitchell, who they haven't really had at all, him and Christian McCaffrey together with deep, you know as well as I do, Debo's going to get the ball out of the backfield. Mm -hmm. People can say what they want, but it's going to happen. It will. Uh, I, don't, I think it'll be more sporadic, uh, but to me, this offense just has so much. I don't know how, you know, Seattle stops it. I know Tariq Woolen can go out there and battle with Brandon Ayuk, uh, but where's the other matchup where they can take one of these 49ers weapons away? Doesn't really. <laughs> right? It, 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 it honestly, that, that, that's... Every other he, corner, right? Is is it's a mismatch? Are they gonna? Is T Tabor gonna take someone away? No. Is Kobe Bryant gonna take someone away? No, no, I don't think so either. And then what are you gonna have? You're gonna have what Cody Barton lined up on, you know, Kyle Ushek or but even Christian McCaffrey. Whoever he, he's on should to be an auto goat. Just get the ball to that guy and yeah, go I'm like. Yeah. And with the personnel grouping, you can keep him on the field. Yep. Uh, and now you don't have Jordan Brooks. I mean, it to me, this is one of those ones. The 49ers mismatch uh as far as offense to seattle's defense is very apparent and and i'm surprised too because when the playoff thing was was first out on the night it started off at like 10 and a half yeah point spread it's it's down to nine so, so I, I i'm looking i'm like why is it coming down like too much action on the 49ers maybe or i mean maybe more maybe too much action on seattle because of the 10 points but then i, I just like an hour ago i uh, a, a Vegas sports book said that we're actively rooting for the Niners to lose early because there's so much, there's so much money coming up on, on them to win it all. They're like, we're going to get smoked if they, they win it all. So I'm like, Hey guys, uh, I don't need you guys telling that at the NFL. I, I don't want you guys to cause any nefarious refereeing to happen now, but yeah, let me, let me ask you this. How, what is the best way for the 49ers defense to slow the Seahawks? Control Kenneth Walker. Right. That's yeah. that simple. Yeah, one thing that's interesting, uh, Jason, is over the last two games, the Seattle Seahawks rushing attack has almost went for 200 yards in back-to-back -back games. Yep. 198 and 197. Uh, that's, that's pretty good. And you're right. It's about stopping Kenneth Walker. Now, here was one thing that's interesting. I even said it to Horse on Slightly. Uh, slightly Offside is available on Patreon exclusively, so nice. go check that out. Nice. Uh, yeah. Nice promo. Uh, that's, that's, well done. That's how we do it. Professional. Uh, professional and, grid. And I was talking to him about it, and you know, the one thing that I, I brought up was I forgot Kenneth Walker played in the Week week 15 he matchup. He stuffed. He, they, they, they had 70 total yards rushing against the 49ers, and that was no Kinlaw, right? I mean, that to me... The 49ers defense is, of course, the best run defense. And I like Kenneth Walker. I like his explosiveness. I he's like the a, way he, he's he's going to be a, a problem for us for right. and he gets a few a, years to come. Right. He right. breaks tackles like he's tough. He uh, but to me, I mean, that, I, I think you're right. you got to stop the run game. I think that's the first action. And then I want to see if you agree with this. 
Um, my thought is, you do the same thing you did last time as far as Charverius Ward. Put him on DK Metcalf. Oh, yeah. And you say, all right, DK, you're taking away. You know, oh, you, oh, you're gonna get you know four catches for thirty three yards. Oh, okay, great. And enjoy your non explosive day. And then you, what you do is, they're probably gonna put somebody else on the outside, like Kate Johnson, because they're gonna want Lockett working in the slot against Jimmy Ward. Ward only gave up two catches last time. And so you allow Kate Johnson and Diamond Lenore to battle. That's a win for Diamond Lenore. He should be able to handle Kate Johnson. What about is is Marquise? Marquise is on the IR. Oh, oh, he got he got he got he got IR. Yeah, they have no speed on the outside now. Hey Johnson is probably like their fast. Well, DK is their fastest DK receiver. Is the fastest, but, but but Tyler Lockett's not overly fast. He's not overly big. He's, he's not just, physical. He's just a good player. They don't he's have Eskridge. Eskridge was more speed. He's he's on IR. Uh, Will Disley, he's on IR. Yep. So I mean, I mean, they got Cody Parkinson coming from the tight end position, and Will Dis. Or I mean, I'm sorry, and uh, Noah Fant. Um, to me, they're their weapons, you can kind of, you can bracket lock it once you get him in the slot, right? Yeah. Jimmy Ward can take him one way, Greenlock can help take him away from the other spot, or Warner, vice versa. Uh, you can use Hufanga in that as well, and you can match up on the outside, Kate Johnson, and if it's Lockett, then you just put Tayshawn Gibson over the top. Yep. To me, this is one of those ones where you can figure out a nice defensive philosophy to slow down the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, no, you, their stuff starts with Walker, and then Metcalf and his big play because then that will right. usually get some safety help and and that's when they go lock it. So if Charvarius can stay glued to him and get get like I was saying earlier, like we saw as soon as he he started doing all, all this stuff, stuff to him, he was toast. Like after that after that he was a non factor. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. You just want to, you want to slow up DK. Uh, you know, one of the ways to do that is get physical and just never let him get his route started. Yep. Uh, so you're right. You know, and, and that's one of the things they're going to have to to make sure they do. And I think that is a good way. The one thing I did want to ask you, and I didn't make a topic for it, but I was going to I was going to ask you about bonus topic is weather. You believe this rain that is going to be here in Northern California, and, and now I'm seeing a it's... half inch of rain on rain day. Or I'm on game day. Rain day. <laughs> rain day. Rain game day. day. Um, do Welcome you, to Levi. This rain day. Do you believe that that's going to have a effect, an effect on the game? And will that be negatively or positively for the 49ers? It, it'll be negative and positive for both teams. Like I'm sure there might be a, a ball that, that Brock has maybe it's a little wet and slips. I'm sure that'll happen for Gino. I'm sure there's a potential that... On a, a double move, the DBs for either team could, could fall down. Uh, that's the the weather to me is probably the biggest concern because that enters too many variables. Like we literally have sat out here for the last twenty minutes and, and talked about exodos and player matchups. Those are non variables. Like that's actual stuff that that we that we can see and our, our coaches can. Dictate what they can't control is weather. So I'm I'm hoping that they keep the tarp on the game or on the field until like twelve o'clock. Yeah, I'm. You know, I think they're going to keep the field dry. You know, of course they're going to have you know the pregame warmups. They always have to do that. Um, you know what I'm hoping it's changed. Two days ago I looked at the weather and it was one inch of rain. Now it's a half an inch of rain. So things change here in Northern California a lot. We've been living it's through been a it. Wild, There's been wild, wild two weeks. The other day the thunderstorms when I was outside working uh, looked like it was Oklahoma. I through all that it, stuff. it was I don't know it was how. insane. It was a light show, Jason. I know. I was mad. I missed it. Yeah. So it's it's Love them lightning. It, it was wild. Um, I think you know <laughs> I don't. Here's here's a reason I'm gonna put it. 
I don't know if anyone would actually argue this, but I'm going to. I haven't heard anyone say it would be in the 49ers positive for there to be rain. Um, and normally, I believe it can neutralize a better team's advantage. But here's why it could be a 49ers advantage. The 49ers are plus 13 in turnovers. Seattle Seahawks are plus two. The Seattle Seahawks turn the ball over at a higher rate than the 49ers. The 49ers, least amount of turnovers in the entire league yeah. at 17, where they create 30. Uh, Geno Smith, literally, I went through the stats. This is nuts. The Seattle Seahawks have turned the ball over in every single game except one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means 16 times they're going to turn over the ball. It's inevitable. Yep. And as long as you play pretty much turnover-free football, you can win, and I think the 49ers can do it even in the rain. Plus, Seattle, even though they're from the Pacific Northwest, they play on turf, though. and they practice, practice indoors. Inside, yep. Uh, that doesn't. Who, where are the 49ers at right now? Working out in practice outside. outside. So that that's just something to the keep in mind. Is- well, you're saying about the turnovers, I, I, I guess in the last five games, he knows had at least two picks. Yeah. So, so he, he's been turning over the football, and they have changed their methodology of, because they went on a little stretch where they were losing. They have put even more focus on running the football yep. over the last few weeks uh, and play defense, and you see their scoring totals go down. Way down. Way down. I mean, they're in the low 20s now as far as you know production where they were scoring high before but losing yep. because they're on their defense was on the field too long so that's something to monitor now let's get your wow that's really bold prediction whoa it's got to be really bold whoa bold. really bold you can do bold i'm just i'm just uh something. playing it up you know <laughs> um that man. super wild card bold i don't, I don't really know wow. jay hill's struggling so i'll tell you what horse really bold prediction was Horse really bold prediction. He's going to eat a salad. Was that Debo was going to catch a touchdown and run for a touchdown in this game. That's possible. Yeah. That was his bold prediction. I'm going to go with Ayuk has two touchdowns and 110 plus yards. Ooh, there you go. So Ayuk, if, if, hopefully yours and Horse come true. That's and then 49ers are 28 right there. 49ers are straight rolling right. into the divisional round. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like that. So let's get your score prediction, Jason. 49ers, Seahawks, uh, finally get to put your dad's team out to pasture for the season. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure the Rev will love that. Oh yeah, no, it, it was funny because he's. I, I was. I was at their house on Sunday night watching the Packers game and playing with the puppies and, and stuff, you know. And uh, he's like, "Oh my gosh, this is so exciting! Yeah, we are in." <laughs> who, who your uh, your prize is, huh? And he goes. I mean, I was like, you guys get to come to Levi's. And he goes, good. <laughs> not good at all. I said, nope. It's not going to be very good, huh? Because the Niners are going to win 34 to 13. 34 to 13. Horseman with 34 to 10. You guys are on the same wow. wavelength. I like it. Hey, both of them dominating victories. So I like that. Now, Jason, I have a stat. And I don't know if you've heard this yet, but I've been waiting for the end of the episode for this. So the 49ers have given up. 100 yards in combined yardage to one running back this season. Which running back is it? Ours. Yeah, it's Christian McCaffrey. Yep, it's McCaffrey. Yeah, when he was with Carolina, he got just <laughs> over 100 yards, 104, uh, 54 yards rushing. I believe it was 50 receiving. And yep. what, what, a, what a performance, but I, I, I know you enjoy the stats, so I wanted to bring that up. Uh, pretty interesting. It was. Here's one thing, too, I thought was uh, Tim Ryan, you know, your favorite. 
I do like I do time. like Tim Ryan. He's funny. You come around, especially you know since he said the the things about Mike Purcell in that one game. <laughs> what is he doing out there? Get him out of there. He's terrible. He he said he said. As professional as John and Kyle have, have built this organization, he said, I'll, 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 tell you, I'll tell you listeners this. If you compare the team in 19 at this point to the team now, nine day. He said that the professionalism, preparation, the maturity, the focus, he said, I've never, I've never seen a team that's more laser focused on one thing and one thing only. It's a search and destroy. Who's ever in our way? Just I mean, he was not the usual upbeat, excited. I mean, it was very cold and just these guys care about one thing: who who they're playing and how they and how that, how that helps them get to the Super Bowl. That they have fun, but they are in just a locked mind that I've never seen from a team before. I was like, well, I ain't gonna try to. to uh, I ain't gonna try to one up that. That that's some big knowledge coming from Tim Ryan, and he's around the football he's team. He's there so every day, basically. He'll so. understand, uh. and so that makes your prediction seem even more realistic. Thirty-four to thirteen from Jason. Uh, well, let me got let let us know what your predictions are in the comment section down below. Of course, I got some gum for you, Pete. Yeah, come game, on with it. Game preview show will be coming up from me on Friday, so come check out the game preview show. Other episodes of shows as well. If you're on Patreon, check out Slightly Offsides uh, and the Scouting Report video. Those are over on Patreon, but also check out Cover Two with Warren. That's available as well. The the game preview show, game reaction show after the game. All kinds of stuff coming from the channel. If you haven't subscribed already, subscribe to the channel. Really appreciate it. Huge growth recently. But, Jason, this is going to be a fun one, a matchup of rivals from the division. 49ers for Seahawks. Exercise some demons. Get rid of the Hawks and move on to hopefully the Vikings. But we'll see. It could be the. It, it could also end up being Cowboys or Bucks. I mean, they should be all those teams regardless, but I, I just think the Vikings will be a little, little bit easier. Yeah. So come back next week. We'll be hopefully celebrating a wild card win and talking about 49ers divisional matchup, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you guys for watching the Ant Hill Show. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Go Niners. Take the, the points and run. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.